Welcome to the Financial Feast Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be talking about how you can think like a rich person. Welcome back, everybody, to the Financial Feast podcast. It's been a little bit, and we're excited to kind of get back into things here today on our podcast. We're going to be chatting about the difference between a rich person's mindset and a poor person's mindset. And we're going to explain how you can shift if you are thinking like a poor person, which surprisingly enough, you actually may be, whether you know it or not, um, into a more rich mindset and how that can benefit you, not just in the temporary, but really in the long term. Before we get into that, though, we're going to first define what we mean by a mindset. So, Kevin, can you help us understand a little bit when we say rich person mindset, poor person mindset, what do we mean by mindset? Yeah, in its most basic sense, the mindset is more of a mental attitude that determines how you respond to specific situations. And this could be formed by looking at people around you and how they responded and your life circumstances and all that together. But it's basically how you respond to situations and it's your mental attitude on how you do so. And we'll see through this that there's a distinct difference between the way that poor people, and we'll define what we mean by poor, um, how poor people approach money and then how rich people approach money and assets and finances just in general. So let's start, I guess, um, by helping us understand a little bit about what a poor person mentality is so we can kind of see if we fall into that category and then we'll go into rich person. Yeah, and I think it's important when we're starting right off the bat here that more money doesn't necessarily mean you have a rich person mindset. You could be making $150,000, but that doesn't mean you have a rich person's mindset, right? You're making money, that's great, but maybe you could be doing a lot more with that money. Yeah, and you could still be thinking like a poor person. You could have that poor mentality making $100,000, $150,000, because it's not the amount of money that you bring in. We're not defining you as poor. Mm -hmm. We're saying you have a poor mentality. Yes, yes. It's also what you spend that money on, too. That also does apply to kind of your mentality. But when we're starting it right off here, scarcity is kind of one of the main points for the poor person mentality here. A lot of people with the poor person mentality believe that money is scarce and that there's not many opportunities out there. I have to go get a job. That's all there is. I'm in this box that I've put myself in that I'm working this nine to five job. That's all. There's no other opportunities to make money outside of that box. And it can kind of lead to some fear and anxiety about your financial stability, especially as inflation and other issues arise. You've put yourself into that box of thinking, this is all I can do. And it leads to stress because it might not be enough. And thus the scarcity issue of the poor person mindset, right? Yeah. Another point is people with poor mindsets have a short-term thinking when they approach their finances. The poor mindset kind of associates a focus on immediate needs rather than on long-term things. So, So what this results in ultimately is spending without considering future consequences because we're so focused on today, this week, what we have to do, because we're kind of living in that that moment my moment thing where I'm not then focused on what I'm going to do in a year, what I'm going to do in 10 years, how I'm going to retire, all that, because that's that's just not on my mind because I'm worried about the, the short term. Yeah. And you could even say you're in kind of a day-to-day survival method, right? You're kind of just, I got to get through today. I got bills coming up next week. I'll have the money at that point, but 
right now I don't, I got to figure it all out. I'm stressed. You have financial challenges. You're, you're kind of just almost looking at, you have food, shelter and clothes, and that's what you're at. That's, that's kind of all you can do. That's a more extreme example, right? Of kind of the poor person mentality, but that's where it can lead you where you've got your three walls that you're trying to build. And at that point, how can I even plan for the future when I'm worried about food and a place to sleep and that kind of stuff, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about how rich person mentality, how they think differently and how they, in thinking differently, can build their wealth. And that's really what this is about, is kind of bridging that gap, changing your mentality and how you think. And when we're talking about a rich person mentality, what's the number one thing that comes with that mentality. So I think for most people, the vast majority of people, frankly, according to a lot of studies, we actually saw a study from the S&P 500, yes. which is pretty well-known investments um, that people are aware of. They said that about 22% of Americans are considered financially literate. And when we're talking about financial literacy, that is one of the biggest decisions and one of the biggest changes that someone can make in their life to become more financially literate in order to shift from that mentality of, of the poor mentality of that, of that scarcity, of that day-to-day thinking of that I'm stuck in a box to having the mentality of a rich person, which we'll talk about, is that financial literacy. And it's that education on what we're talking about with financial terms. And that's really, when we talk about the goals that we kind of set out with this podcast specifically, mm. that's one of the biggest things that we have as a goal is we want to educate and we want to help people become a little bit more literate in finances. Absolutely. When we're looking at the financial literacy as well, what they're doing is they're actively going out and looking at investment strategies, market trends, ways to grow their wealth. They can be doing side hustles. They can be doing other money-making things. They're not pigeonholing themselves into this box of, I have a day-to-day job that I got to survive and I'm here to make money and that's it. Rather than learning and trying to expand their knowledge and use that knowledge as they learn to further their careers, to maybe get involved in some side jobs that turn into bigger jobs. Really what it kind of comes down to is they have more of an abundance mentality instead of the scarcity mentality that we talked about. The abundance mentality where they believe that money is in abundance and there's opportunities for growth and they're optimistic about their financial future everywhere. They see opportunities a lot of places. A lot of people with this mentality are also entrepreneurs because they have that idea. They go out they pursue it. They're a lot less risk inclined. A lot of the poor person mentality is more on the lines of they don't want to take that risk, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the people that take the risks a lot of times are the people that when it pays off, it pays off well. When it doesn't, the key difference is that they learn from that. And when they take the next risk, each time they're learning, right? They're not just giving up. Oh, I tried it. That's it. But they're realizing that each part is a learning experience. And with that learning experience, once again, you learn a way to not make money. And now you've eliminated that. And you've taken that experience into your next spot of trying to make that money. So that abundance mentality, more of an optimistic thinking, more of a, how can I do this? It it does make a difference. It does matter. And I think a lot of that comes down to their understanding on what it means to have opportunities. Because I think the problem that we focused on here with the poor mentality is that they're so focused. And I don't want to degrade 
people who have this mentality as though they're bad people or as though they're making horrible decisions. Right. Um, because a lot of it is just a lack of understanding. Yes. And a lot of it is a lack of kind of being encouraged to, to shift out of it. Possibly they kind of grew up with that mentality and that's just what they know, right? Growing up, if your parents weren't risk takers, that's just not something that's possibly ingrained into you. And it's a little bit more difficult than as you get into your adult life and you start having jobs to jump out of your comfort zone and go into these opportunities that are out there. And then you you kind of make yourself into this box and you don't know how to get out of it. And yeah. that's part of that financial literacy in helping that because the more you learn about how other people are kind of changing their lives and the more you see on the risk that they're taking and how it's paying off for them, you start to kind of consider what opportunities could I have? And you start to look into what things would I maybe naturally be more inclined to do that would fit into my natural talents and how can I use the talents that I have to kind of benefit me and my family for future opportunities? Yes, and that is so true. The other thing too that we want to kind of qualify is when we say taking risks, we're not talking about just like, you know, quitting your job and going out and doing something a little crazy. We're talking about like smaller things, right? Building up to maybe buying an investment property one day. That could be a risk, but that is something that in general should pay off. So we're talking about leading up to these risks. So this could be something like, hey, I'm going to set $50 of my paycheck aside and it's going to go into the market and it's going to go into an index fund and it's going to help me with retirement. And that's $50 a paycheck that, you know what, maybe you don't get coffee every day that week, right? Like $5 for coffee, $10 for coffee, whatever it is now, it's, it's gotten outrageously high. But you just give up something and then you do something as kind of a risk that can make more money in the future. The other difference too with uh, the rich person mentality and the poor person mentality is the rich person mentality buys assets that will make them more money. So their money makes money and that's really big. So when they're doing this, they're doing this through another thing called diversifying, which we have talked about a little bit about diversifying kind of your income. They're buying stocks, they're buying bonds, maybe real estates, maybe eventually other businesses. You're trying to make that passive income where the money's being made for you. Whereas the poor person mentality is, I'm going to the store, I see a 50% off sale, I wasn't going to ever buy that item, but it's on sale. I have to have it now. I buy it. You just bought what's called a liability. It doesn't make you that money. You are now buying those liabilities. This could even be as simple as going to McDonald's all the time or fast food all the time. Stuff that is draining your money that you could prioritize better, go home, cook a meal, save that money, right? That's the rich person mentality. Save the money. You still eat. That's the goal. You need to eat, but you don't need to always eat at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's every day right? You're saving that money. So when you're seeing that stuff like the sales at the store, or you're saying, I'm going to treat myself because I deserve this, right? That's American culturalism right there, especially with the advertising is you deserve, you deserve, right? You know, there's nothing wrong with treating yourself, but know what you're sacrificing to do so. Know that, okay, yeah, there's nothing wrong with buying something that's good. If you have all your bills and everything in a row, right? Your finances are in order. There's nothing wrong with that. But the rich person mentality pays themselves first. What they're doing is they're saying, before I go out and buy that stuff, I am putting money in the market. I am putting money in investments. I am putting money in a savings account. I am saving for other things. I'm looking for those other opportunities. And then once all that is done, 
then I will buy that item. Whereas the poor person is more, I deserve it, emotional purchase, impulse buy, and it comes to that kind of that long-term perspective a little bit. So just to kind of summarize here, and then we're going to give maybe a little bit of application on things that you can actively do to help in your own specific circumstances. So we talked about the poor mentality and how they're so focused on the here and now, the short-term thinking, they're focused on just surviving day to day. They kind of approach life as opportunities are scarce. They're pushed into a box. And the mentality that the rich person has then is they have that idea of abundance rather than scarcity. They're focused on there's so many opportunities out there and it's difficult for me to really take advantage of them because there's just so many and which ones do I want to do? They're focused on the abundance aspect there. They're focused on the long-term perspective. They're not just thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. They're not just thinking about how am I going to survive this week? They're thinking about how am I going to retire in 30 years and what steps can I take to get me there? And they're thinking about investing in assets rather than liabilities. Like Kevin said, there's nothing wrong with going out to eat, right? Mm -hmm. But if I can make dinner at home, save more money, spend a little bit less and use that extra money and put it into retirement and have more assets down the road or save a little bit so down the road, I can buy a rental house that's bringing me in passive income. That's the mindset of how can I make more money? How can I benefit myself long-term rather than, well, I want a cheeseburger. I'm going to go get one today. Not that there's anything wrong with the cheeseburger, but it's just that mindset on thinking long-term rather than thinking now. So application-wise, what are some ways that you can today start doing things to help you shift from the mindset of a poor person to the mindset of a rich person. And number one, it's financial literacy. It's yeah. it's educating yourself and getting into different things that are going to help you understand concepts. So just for a practical application here, I was talking to a friend of mine a few months ago about retirement. And this person, their response when I talked to them about retirement and how they should start considering it, their response was, well, I just don't understand that. So I'm not, I'm not really going to do it. I, I have a lot of going on right now, and I don't want to take the time to do that. And that's a real issue of a short-term thinking. Because if I continually think that little by little, days are going to go past, months are going to go past, years are going to go past, and I'm going to find myself in my 30s, 40s, 50s, having not started retirement savings yet. And we hear these stories of people in their mid-50s who, who want to retire in 10 years and are like, I have no money saved because I just haven't put any effort into it. And that can be spread into a lot of things, Kevin, right? That we, yeah. we can spread that situation into a lot of different things. But it's understanding that there's a ways that I can educate myself. I can make the idea of investing a lot less scary and overwhelming by simply listening to a podcast like the Financial Feast podcast, where hopefully we kind of try to take these ideas and, and break them down into manageable ideas. So that way you can feel a little bit more confident on yourself. So hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that was um informative. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. Let us know if you have any questions. We'd love to clarify. We'd love to give you more information. We'd love to point you towards some more uh, beneficial resources that we've found if you're looking for financial education for yourself. But that was that was just kind of something that we had on our, on our minds that I think is important for people yeah. to approach. I think too, another thing you can do is Think about, do you need that item before you purchase it? Is this a want or a need? And then delaying gratification, that instant gratification. Like our society is so big on instant gratification with mobile ads, with mobile like targeting, all the stuff that it does is 
just before you immediately do that, just think first, do I need this? And if you can just start doing that, just little things like, do I need this? That might save you money over a longer period of time too. So between that and then, of course, financial literacy, educating yourself, knowing where you should be putting the money does go a long way. That goes the longest way. Financial literacy is the number one way to start thinking like a rich person. So with that, we always end with a food question. Yes. Food topic, something about food, because this is a financial feast and we love to talk about finances, but we also love to talk about feasting. So I have two questions for you, Kevin, that I don't think you're going to get. Uh-oh. Um, but I think they're fun. They're kind of fun, random questions. Right, so right. question number one, what was the first food ever eaten in space? Not ever eaten, because I think that's debatable. But what was the first food ever eaten in space? It was on the Friendship Flight in 1962, and John Glenn was the eater of the food. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just going to go with an apple. All right, so you got got a fifty percent. Did I? It's applesauce. Oh, hey, I'll <laughs> so take it. I'll take it. That's, that's close. Pretty that's good. Close. I'm so good with that. it was applesauce, first food eaten in space. I love applesauce. Fun fact: my wife does not. Really? She apparently her mother would give her medicine as a kid in applesauce, like pills and things. She would make them take like it on a spoon, I guess, with applesauce. So to this day, she so she associates it with. Medicine. She's very against applesauce. <laughs> she doesn't like it. Oh. All right. That's rough. Next question. There is a vegetable, a green vegetable. I'll give a little more more precise because that's difficult. There's a green vegetable that has more protein than steak. Which green vegetable do you think it is? I kind of want to say celery right off the rip, but I feel like it could be broccoli. Ding, ding, ding. It is broccoli, which is spelled weird. It has two C's. Did you yes, know broccoli it does. has two yes. C's? I did know that. I always spell it wrong. Broccoli has broccoli. more protein than steak. Really? Fun fact. Well, that's why parents always say eat your vegetables. There you go. Vegetables are good. Yeah. And who would have thought with broccoli? That's 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 pretty cool. Eat your broccoli, everybody out there. You'll get some more protein. And with that, we do hope that you did learn something on this episode of the Financial Feast podcast. Please like, subscribe on all our YouTube and social media channels. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So follow us there. We'll be posting a few more things, uh, pictures, some helpful advice. And once again, we look forward to seeing you next time on the Financial Feast podcast. 